God bells ring, are you listening? In the snow, blood is glistening. A terrible sight, we're killing tonight. Walking in an evil interlude. Like liquor and things that go boo? Then buckle up, listener, cause this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Part three of this evil interlude for the Chris Mahana Kwanzaa every other holiday spectacular. Guys, I gotta ask around the room. I know we've been drinking all fucking day, but what are you drinking now? That's a tall boy of hams, Griffin. Oh, I knew the hams would come back. What about you, Brooks? Only seems right. That's a warped wing, by the way. Oh, nope. from Riney? Nope. Uh, just uh, warped wing. yeah. That's not right at all. It's a nope. Rheingeist nope. warp wing. Yeah. It's a warp. Yep. It literally says Rheingeist <laughs> on the can. It does. So, okay. We, we and when I said Rhiney, I meant I meant Rheingeist. I'm sorry. You that is true. You didn't pick up what I was putting down. What well, kind yeah. of beer is it? Right there. This one's called Don't a dad. Oh, no. It's a what now? Dad. A dad? That's not a type of beer. It is actually, though. <laughs> if Brooks moves his hand, it, it the beer is called dad. Fuck's sakes. <laughs> That's why I didn't want him to say it. I knew you couldn't handle it. It's a big daddy. Nope. Just <laughs> just dad. a dad. Just, just a regular dad. Dad. All right, Haley, what you drinking? Um, I am drinking vodka and crystal light because I need some caffeine. Yeah, a little bit of caffeine keeps us going. I mean, we've been these. drinking since two. Shut up, Haley. I know it. All right. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Emily? I'm drinking a screwdriver. A screwdriver. That's fancy. Nice. I see you got the you got the hideous laughter uh, koozie around your pint glass. Yeah, gotta keep it nice and cold, and also not chink when I put it in the cup holder. Yeah, for somebody that has to fly out at five o'clock tomorrow, don't, don't get caught. I can sleep on the plane. That's true. That's that's, that's the mentality we like to hear. As for me, I'm drinking a Pompeii by Toppling Goliath Brewing, uh, another one of the Holman family specials. I think it's the last one we have left, uh, but it is a tall boy. I'm pretty excited for that. Oh, yeah. Seems agree. like a big daddy beer. It's a big daddy brewski. Delicious. So, you guys reconvened at Nana Opal's house. You, you evil, evil characters. And you got a bunch of information about 
a Jasmine Phoenix. And Brooks peed into a cup <laughs> because he realized he couldn't leave the room. We're very strict about, like... Yeah, no, I told like, you guys you have times. to pee in a cup yeah. if, if you're not, you know, you can't go out to leave and go to the bathroom. You got to pee in a cup. We podcast 24-7. We're like, we're like um, 24-hour truckers here. We're... Uh, we're all on amphetamines and we're all pissing into cups. We're ready to do whatever it takes for this podcast. Whatever it takes to stay up 24-7 and never leave the table. Yeah, we've for got about this 25 podcast. episodes worth of piss jugs in here. <laughs> <laughs> Nasty. But true. But true. They'll be they'll be worth a lot someday when we get famous. <laughs> One day. I'm not sure about that, to be honest. I don't know. Have you ever seen what Patrick Swayze's piss jugs sell for? You know, probably more than my piss jugs. Probably more than your <laughs> piss jugs. That's a true statement. No one should be buying nor selling piss jugs. Haley, it's fucking Patrick Swayze. They're definitely buying his piss jugs, I mean, especially since he's been dead for a while. It's like mummy I mean, piss jugs at that point. Patrick Swayze, anyway. come on. <laughs> come on, Steve. Like, I mean... Come on, it's don't true. tell I, me you didn't have a guy crush. I mean, I I will neither confirm or deny that I've had many lonely nights thinking about being in the situation from Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys reconvene at Nana Opal's house. You all have information about Jasmine Phoenix. Are you guys sharing that information? Vivian would pull out the letters that she stole and say, I found these in her desk. I think Orin might find them interesting. Oh, Doctor, you've, you've really outdone yourself this time. Just so beautiful in every single way, and oh, your skin is just shining with... <laughs> with... Absolute joy. Here, let me let me copy that down, and I think the the original can absolutely go to our friend Orin. And so, Doctor Viv shares this information, and I think you all have kind of the rest of the information. Because you mostly chatted with each other during the the Horace's Ascension celebration. So you have all of the information. And that night, as you all bed down, Nana Opal in her regular bed, saw in the mattress slash probably just tiny bedroll at the foot of Nana Opal's bed, and then... Um, Mr. Turner and Dr. Viv in separate beds in a small room. Can we have bunk beds? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> in bunk beds in a small room. Who's on because... top? I think that's pretty obvious, to be honest. Ed Turner. Okay. <laughs> Called it GM Fiat. Put <laughs> <laughs> the book down. So, in the middle of the night, you all feel this burning. 
this burning in your wrist. It wakes each of you up, kind of with a start. And you look over to your wrist to see what the what the cause of this this just searing sensation is. And you see a skull. And you see it's gagged. And you see it's just below your palm on your wrist. And then you each hear a voice. You've done well. You've done exactly what I've asked. Take a week or two off. You've earned it. Meet with me on the pale night and we will celebrate before the night of the pale is one of our most sacred and most wonderful occasions. You will meet all the spirits of those you've ended this year. Meet them well and meet them brave and sup with me that night. For I have good tidings to bring and another task for you still. Sleep well. And the voice fades. And you can each tell it was certainly the voice of Arin Vrood asking you to meet with him. I don't like the phrase, you can sup with me. <laughs> uh, excuse me, this is a fantasy world, and they use that like to, to mean like that you go have a meal with somebody, but uh, sorry. Can Mr. Turner, can he do a knowledge arcana on the wrist? Yep. Uh, tat. What you got, boy? 12 on only. Or a 13, unfortunately. With a 12 or a 13, you don't know too much about it other than that it's a mark of members of the Whispering Way. Okay. It's kind of like a part of the rite of passage into becoming a member. And I think... Mr. Turner doesn't remember being tattooed or anything, so so that might come as a surprise to him that, that he has this mark. He is very curious as to Oren's, I want to say, like, battle background, I guess. Like what he is. Like his cl- his yeah. class. And, so you can yeah. make me a knowledge local. Oh, sure. 17. You can tell that he's some sort of necromancer. At the same time, from the last time you saw him, you can tell that he's become more undead than living. You can tell with the fangs and the red eyes that he's progressed to a level of undeath that there's no way he could likely revert from. Okay. Um, And I think Mr. Turner might, you know, with his religious experience in mind as well think oh maybe he's 
some sort of vampire or another type of undead that that uses fangs as a primary form of attack, you realize that he didn't have those fangs before when you met him. That's exactly what Mr. Turner tipped off on to start. And with the message coming through the tattoo um, that I guess Saw now has on his wrist, even though he's covered with other sorts of tattoos, he's going to kind of start up in his sleep. I I imagine it's kind of the middle of the night and he's going to peer up over the edge of the bed and make sure that Nana Opal is sleeping peacefully. And if she is, he's just going to curl up in a ball and fall back asleep because he's happy that he knows that he did a good job. Cute. So you guys wake up in the morning and I'm sure Nana Opal can prepare a hearty breakfast for the party. Um, Breakfast of children, I'm sure. And as you guys are eating breakfast, you hear a characteristic tap, 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 tap on the window of the kitchen. It's air now. And you see, I imagine Nana is probably the one that sees because she's preparing breakfast. She sees a raven at the window. And it's carrying a letter. Okay, so I guess I would probably open the window and take the letter. Okay. So you open the letter and it reads to my faithful servants please meet me in my estate outside of Lepidstadt for a feast on the night of the pale we shall share information and gifts and then You shall do my bidding once again. Signed, Arn Vrood. And it has the address to his estate in Lepidstadt. You know that coming right off of the... Right off of Ascension Day, basically. Ascension Day is the 11th of Cathona. Night of the Pale is the 31st, the last day of the year, the calendar year. If anyone has knowledge of religion, they can know a little bit more about the Night of the Pale. 18? With an 18, Mr. Turner definitely knows that Night of the Pale is a holiday that's not frequently worshipped around Galarian. It's worshipped by dark and sinister cults, much like the Whispering Way. He knows that the Night of the Pale is when the spirits that have been brought forth by deaths in the previous year enter Galarian and seek vengeance, seek retribution, seek thoughts of malice. Malice? Malice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I am absolutely positive that Mr. Turner and Dr. Vivian Malice know 
a lot about this about this holiday. He is in surprisingly high spirits today. Good. I mean, he does know like this is this is a high honor from a high level cult member to be to be asked to his estate basically to celebrate the unholiest of unholies. Zonkuthan, the god of pain, the god of death and pain, is held in high regard. You know this. And so you can imagine that Arun Vrood is the kind of man that would take great pleasure in this type of holiday, would relish it, would enjoy it, would celebrate it to its fullest. Absolutely. And based on that and based on his uh, message that was sent to us, he was asking for gifts as per the holiday I think that he would do his best to quickly ride back to Marianne Lee and retrieve a willing participant. So does he take anyone with him or does he ride off? For sure. He he would attempt to take Dr. Vivian Malice with him and convince the town council or do his best to convince the town council that he has important business to do with the betterment of the town okay and then and then right off but in doing that would do his best to take the least important person in town which i believe is dwindling a lot. Yeah, the population <laughs> probably is not doing so hot after you guys killed like 50 of them. So I imagine, does Dr. Viv go right with him? Is that is that a thing? Yeah, if he asked, she would go with him, but she would also uh, warn him that we should maybe be a little careful. We told Jasmine where we were from, and I don't think she likes us. There might be extra guards there now. We may not be so welcome anymore. Doctor, I I can't believe I've overstepped my my abilities here. I This is this has made me so so confident in your abilities. I I cannot thank you thank you enough. You are so right. And uh Mr. Turner would completely abandon the story. Or completely abandon that uh Oh that he'd plan. abandon that thread so he completely. wouldn't want to go back. Yep. Nope. Uh um, that's yeah that he, Do you know would, where Nana Opalin saw live is in a town, but it's roughly between the city of Lepidstadt and Ravengrow. So, little tidbit for you. What are uh, what is Saw thinking at this point? Well, Saw is happy that they did a good job, and you know it was 
proven by the message that they got or whatever. But as far as any sort of gift that we're going to give this dude, I mean, he's going to defer to Nana Opal. But with the caveat here that obviously if, if she asks anything of him, like, yeah. go get somebody or go get something or go do this, go do that, he's going to do it. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I guess if it wasn't distinctly obvious, Mr. Turner was trying to be uh, bring a live gift. Oh, I totally understood that. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was real subtle, bro. <laughs> oh, no, get the homeless dude that's dead. So I think we'll defer to Nana on what the party's doing right now because Nana seems to be the, uh, the one that Saw is deferring to, the one that knows the area. So what are you guys... What are you guys up to in this two-ish weeks? Well, Saw, I think we should have a talk about this plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that uh, for the greater good, we may need to have a little incident. I know. What? What? I need you to go to the woods and bring me back someone. It doesn't have to be a child this time, but... Do, do, do you have any preferences? Is it just like anybody or like... I I, I don't know. I don't know. Do you, just you at know? least one. At least one? Okay. okay. And alive. Okay. Alive. I'll see I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. And then here's your bundle to go. Please come back. Bye. Within, yeah. <laughs> does does this mean I can get an extra cookie today? Because because usually I just get one in the morning when when I say that today's going to be a good day, and then I, I I get one at night before I go to bed. And I, I was just wondering if maybe maybe if this once, like if if I'm doing this really important thing, maybe maybe I, maybe I get another one. You have forty eight hours, and so you have four cookies, but. If you finish early, you still have four cookies. <sighs> okay. All right. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Cool. That works. That works. That works. That works. That works. So saw bounds into the woods. <laughs> still as a human. Or tiefling. Right. And I think the three of you probably like drink tea at Nana Opal's house with the with the relative assurance that Saul will probably bring back what you what you're seeking, the gift that you're hoping to give. A smile on Mr. Turner's face, just knowing, just sitting, relaxing, having someone else go out and get a sacrifice. Well, that's his like. His that's dream. his like. Yeah, that's that's his perfect day. I think. Yeah, that's good. Yep. So, so Saul bounds into yep. the woods. And he sniffs the air as he's maybe a mile from Nana Opal's place. Sniffs the air once, twice. Catches a scent. Smells like maybe a perfume. He can tell it's coming from the northeast. And I think he follows that scent. Still in the woods, he approaches a trail. The trail 
He can tell, looking down, it has an approaching caravan. Maybe three people. Okay. A caravan guard, a driver, and a young woman. The caravan looks like it's maybe loaded with, he sniffs the air, spices. Okay. What does Saul do? I think Saul just kind of walks out of the brush in front of the, in front of the party and kind of puts up both of his hands just to slow him down. Like he's some sort of hitchhiker or something. Yeah. He's not looking intimidating or something. Okay. So the path is too thin for them not to slow down or risk running you over. The caravan slows and the driver says, Oi, what do you need? What do you, why are you out here? What are you doing over here? Hello, sir. I think there's something you can help me with. And today's going to be a real good fucking day. What do you, what do you mean by that? Come closer. I there there's there's something I think the two of us can talk about. There's something I I I, I need to talk about. And I think he hops down from in front of the two horses dragging the carriage, and he walks towards you. He's you know he's still relatively skeptical. He's got a whip in hand. You know he he doesn't seem to fully trust you, but he. he We'll walk towards you because you are blocking his way. You, you, you see, you see, I, I'm on the run. I, I'm trying to outrun my my demons, but they're catching up. And I, I, there's there's a sickness in the air. I think sickness is in season, and oh, this feels so good. But between the two of us, I'm starting to admit that I'm having a problem. And today is going to be a real good day. And today is going to be a real good day. And as he's doing this, he raises his his hands and he starts clawing at his face. And he drags his, his, his four fingernails down the skin of his face and he's tearing into his face. And as he does, his fingernails essentially come loose and fall down and he's dragging these bloody scratches down his face. And by the time he gets to the bottom half, he starts sloughing off the skin and under it is this, this bright orange fur burst out, burst out and he erupts into tiger form and he just takes one giant paw swing at this guy and knocks him to the ground, just absolutely eviscerates him in one shot, bounds up to maybe, maybe there's, there's a guy, the caravan, on the, guard. On the, car- the caravan, yeah, the caravan guard and gores him and raises his head up. And the guy is on his head and he shakes him back and forth like a wet dog or a dog that has something in its mouth. And the guy's body just comes apart as he's being shaken back and forth on these two horns. Oh man. Getting into it. Some hams here, guys. (laughs) That sounds almost empty. Like you should open another. It's close. 
And then I imagine the last person left in the caravan is, is this lady mm-hmm. and, and she's screaming and he pads up to her. And as he does, he changes back into human form and he gets close to her and he puts his hand around her neck and he just whispers in her ear. I have a real problem and you, you, you are going to help me solve it. And he knocks her out, kn- knocks her out with like the butt of his great sword. You all spend the evening drinking mint and juleps on Nana Opal's porch. It's a wraparound. Thanks. Saw. And you watch, <laughs> you watch a form. Exit the forest, and he's got a slump on his shoulder, and it's saw, and he's got a woman with him, and he comes back to the house. Does Nana Opal give him a cookie? <laughs> <laughs> Nana, 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 I, I, I found, I found one of them. She was by herself. Are you sure she was by herself in the woods? Yeah, yeah. She uh she had a a horse and she I don't know if she was delivering a message or fetching something for her family, but she the was Where? Where did all the blood come from? And he looks down. <laughs> He's covered in gore. <laughs> yeah, make that bluff check, saw. Sawyer. Oh boy, it's not good. <laughs> In eight total. Make that sense motive, Nana Opal. I got an eight on the die, so. Yeah, it beats. Seven. Oh, shit. That doesn't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and this slow smile creeps around his face, and he just goes, She, she struggled. Well, I'll get her patched up so she'll survive for a little bit. Vivian, do not touch her. She will survive. So, I would like you to get cleaned up. I'll have something extra special for you for dinner. I can't believe you have a negative one. That's so perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that from your perception checks earlier where you got the negative. When I heard you got an eight on the die, I was like, fuck yeah. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, he gets gets cleaned up. Or as cleaned up as he can be. So, the party has dinner. And does Nana have a basement? I imagine she does. No. So where do you chain this woman up for two weeks? The laundry room equivalent? (laughs) She's up against the dryer just shaking around. Oh, God, no. (laughs) (laughs) The the, uh, fantasy world equivalent of a dryer. (laughs) So you chain her up. I imagine you guys sadistic fucks that you are probably torture her a little bit in the in the weeks to come but no it no becomes no. the why would we torture her when that's like that's what we're trying to give her to Orin for hey you can have a little fun too right you're telling me Vivian wouldn't try and get in the room for a little extracurricular research yeah and I feel like I would have put Saw to guard the fucking door that's true <laughs> So in Vivian's mind, she would be thinking back to when they uh, first met Aaron, that he had uh, similar interests to her in dissection and learning about the inner workings of the body. And so her thought process would be doing some of the grunt work for him and kind of prepping her 
for further research and getting some preliminary data. Okay, so... Oh, okay, like heart rate, blood pressure... Minor incisions. But yeah, if you're going to do that stuff, <laughs> and Nana Opal tells me to guard the prisoner, Saw is just watching you like an eagle while you're... While Making you're- sure you don't kill her, essentially. Yeah. yeah, and Vivian wouldn't go against something that would, like, cause trouble within the party. Like, she's a team player, but she would, if given the chance, do some preliminary work, but would leave the f- fun parts for Orin. So just don't hit the major arteries. No big deal. Mm-hmm. So it becomes the final days of Cathona. And you realize that you need to make it to Arn's flat in Lepidstat. You need to bring this gift with you. So I imagine you mobilize and you do your best to cover up the fact that you have a live person with you. Maybe Nana Opal gives her a knockout cookie or something to sedate her. But I imagine you make it to Indelepidstat. Between that command and charm person, between yeah, Ed and I, like, okay. we're fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you don't really have to be in the city proper because Aaron's estate is outside of the city. You come up to this... Not sprawling, but it's a it's a pretty impressive looking estate made of black obsidian. And it rises up from the ground much like a tombstone from a graveyard. It's imposing and it sits amongst forty foot tall trees. It's kind of in the woods, but you know where to go. You enter the gates unscathed. But those of you with Detect Magic do notice that this would have been an issue had you not been in Aran's good graces. You walk up the cobblestone path and knock on the door, and Aran greets you. Hello, travelers. It's wonderful to see you again. And you can see that Aran's skin has taken on a ghostly white hue. He's wearing a suit of all black, but with a scarf of red. And it's kind of wrapped around his neck and down his chest. And he looks at all of you and he says, Welcome on this, the holiest of holies. What a wonderful night to have my associates, nay, my friends, Join me for a feast and a show. And he looks beyond you and he sees that you've brought something in a sack. I think Aaron can likely assume. And he says, mm, You've brought us a treat. Oh, tonight's going to be much more fun than I thought initially. Aren't you excited? Now you can see how the way deals with, well, I guess it's just the living. Because anyone living clearly has earned what we're about to show this poor woman. And he releases her from the sack that you've brought her in. 
She's still kind of slumped over. And he pulls her inside and he beckons you in. And you enter this house devoid of light. You can't see anything. There are no candles. Nothing to light your way. Those of you without dark vision honestly are relatively blind. You can't see much unless you cast a light spell. Who has dark vision and who doesn't? I do. So you and I do? In tiefling form, I do. So Mr. Turner and Dr. Viv are relatively blind without some sort of light spell. And I think Aaron turns back to you and he says, (laughs) How silly of me. You're still among the, the living, aren't you? And he kind of touches one of Vivian's uh, daggers and it springs to light and you can see down the hallway and he leads you down this hallway and it looks like this house hasn't been lived in it's weird you know that Oren supposedly lives here but, but there's cobwebs everywhere it just looks like someone hasn't swept in like a year it's kind of filthy, but he leads you into this almost extravagant meal hall. And there's this long ebony table. Sit, please. The four of you sit down. We have much to discuss and more to enjoy. So the party sits down and Arn almost effortlessly with one arm throws this woman onto the table binds her to the table legs arm in arm and leg in leg and sits at the head of the table so I hear you have information on a certain jasmine phoenix is that true yes And Vivian will pull out the letters and hand them over and say, We found these in her desk. I think they'll be of interest for you. Oren will open them up and he looks at them. Quick glance and he says, (laughs) You found her address. How wonderful for us. This is going to make what I'm about to ask much easier on you. You see, we can't have people like Jasmine Phoenix interloping and destroying our plans. It's just, it makes us look weak, doesn't it? And he looks at all of you for a response. She was small-minded. She doesn't understand what we are trying to do here. She needs to be eliminated. Wouldn't want to seem weak when we are the stronger the living are the weak jasmine phoenix is the weak but please it is the night of the pale and i need you each to sit for we have a feast prepared and he claps his hand and as if by some sort of magic plates float into the room And these plates contain meals, but they're not what you would 
typically like to eat. You can tell most of it is roasted human. For Aaron, it is raw. Shanks of leg, bits of arm, a glute there for saw. Yeah. <laughs> You're telling me that Saw eats the booty? That's right. <laughs> Cannon. Cannon. <laughs> Please. Show your devotion. Dig in. And he begins to just absolutely tear into the calf. It looks like a woman's calf. You can see the foot is still attached, and he just tears into it, licking the blood from the side of his face and then he looks at each of you expectantly no hesitation Saw digs in just as eagerly as he does Saw digs in what am I eating? glute alright I got that glute so I'll just remember your manners and she starts cutting up her food very carefully and and he stops and puts the napkin in his lap (laughs) (laughs) And then starts eating again. Why, I see you've prepared a delicacy for us. It's not not every day you get to have the finest. Please, enjoy. Why, we are celebrating indeed. And uh, Mr. Turner would cut it up into fine tiny bits and just to be so proper about it that it's so tiny that he doesn't have to look like he's chewing it gotcha vivian has ripped people's arms off before while in uh (laughs) feral stage so this is not anything too new to her but uh she won't be quite so proper and she'll kind of pick it up and gnaw on it more like she's used to eating human wow does she prefer it raw she hasn't ever had cooked human flesh before, so this will be a new cooked. experience. I mean, it's it's cooked to, like, rare, but it's cooked. Yeah, no, I just meant, like, does she prefer it raw, like, orange? Orange is not cooked. Uh, my dear, I, I do apologize. I, it's my bad. I, I knew you were among the living. I thought that maybe you would appreciate... Some co- sort of cooking on on your flesh. I beyond such things. Uh, cooking flesh seems silly to me now, but I understand. I understand where you would be coming from. There's less risk of disease for us. Cooking is probably a good idea. There won't be much risk of disease if you can follow through on what I have to ask tonight. But enough of that. How are your meals? Delicious, I hope. I just find it incredible that Dr. Vivian is probably the most savage at this point of our group. I, don't I mean, know. Saul just dug in too. I don't know. He tried. He tried, but like he's making visible. I like, strides I, forward. I yeah, right. I I stopped and tried to get a little bit more proper because, you know. I've got my grandmother in front of me and I want to be, I want to be respectful. respectful. (laughs) He's a good boy. Yeah. No. 
I see that the four of you have brought a gift for me beyond your information. Now that was gift enough. I'm wholly impressed, but this... Oh, we're going to have a bit of fun this evening, aren't we? And you can see this woman has regained consciousness and is now kind of struggling on the ties that Oren has bound her with to the table. Who would like to make the first cut? I am the host, so I will abstain. Vivian will raise her hand. (laughs) (laughs) Vivian, show me what you know of the human condition. Show me how you can make her squirm. Oh, this should be fun. So Vivian very carefully kind of unpacks her implements in view (laughs) of the uh, poor girl just to build up that suspense and like seeing all of the creepy uh, implements that she has. Um, But she won't want to take all of the fun. So she's not going to go like directly in like for the heart. Uh, She'll do more. Oh, I did ask you to make her squirm. Yeah. So, so she'll do some like incisions on her hands to like expose some of the tendons Mm, you, uh, you went for the hands, didn't you? Well, those nerves seem to be the most fragile. Even if she was to escape, she will always remember her time here. Her hands will never be the same again. <laughs> Let me show you. See, this is a fun little trick. And he pulls out a bottle. And then he pulls out a knife. He sees the incisions you've put on the woman's hands. And he turns her hand over. He digs the knife under each fingernail, popping it up. Uh. One by one by one by one. And then drops two drops from this bottle onto each exposed finger bed. You see, this acid acts slowly. It doesn't kill the nerves, but it prolongs the pain. She's going to feel this for an hour. You should take notes, Vivian. With that kind of extension, we could get so many time points. This data would be so relevant. And she'll pull out a notebook and just start, like, taking meticulous notes and, like, trying to count the seconds. And he looks over at Saw. My boy. Hello. You still look hungry. I'm very hungry. And you see his fingernails elongate as he slices the other arm off of the woman and tosses it to Saw. Dig in. Yeah, so... Sock tosses the, or he 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 grabs the the hand out of midair. Or where did he cut? Where did he cut the arm? He cut her at about the elbow. Right about so the it's elbow, basically her forearm. He grabs it out of the air and holds it up to the top of his head. 
where he has his like little two inch tiefling horns and runs the forearm completely down one of those horns and it kind of opens it up a little bit. And when it does like the there's there's veins and tendons exposed and he just kind of I don't know how to describe it. He just kind of runs it into his mouth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> basically he, he I guess I guess the verb I want to use is he like unzips her forearm and there's muscle and tendon and bone and sinew and he just kind of slurps it up that's mm. how a real man does it and as he yanks on that little last part that's like close to her wrist you see the fingers twitching on the hand Fuck, he's dude. pulling it and he rips, and they all jut out at the same time, and then they go limp when he tears away. Oren, if you don't mind, I'd like to keep the bones, but otherwise I'm free to let Saw go crazy if you'd like. Uh, how, how, well, how, 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 how crazy? This is a well, gift to me, is it not, Nana? Yeah, I didn't know if you would be interested in watching that. Well, I know what Saw can do. I'm... More curious how long we can extend this suffering. You see, tonight is the night that the spirits who've died this year come back for vengeance. We wouldn't want her coming back on us, would we? I'd like to make sure she lives till morning. Now it's not going to be... A good life. But we might have a little fun. Well, in that case, let me extend the fun a little. And she just pops her with a cure light. And you see the the wound wound on the woman's arm seals up to a stump. And Aaron addresses the party. And he says, (laughs) enough fun for now. This night of the pale, you are new initiates, so you're, you're not fully aware, but we in the Whispering Way celebrate this evening. It's a glorious evening for us. Imagine all the souls we've sent away. Can you see it, Mr. Turner? Oh, you don't need to tell me I'm having such such a nice day I'm having a great day as well but today is a great day we've heard that saw thank you (laughs) (laughs) folks like us Ed we need a, a bit of protection don't we the souls if they all do come back Tonight, well, imagine how many you've taken this year. Imagine how many I've taken. Take yours and multiply it by a couple of factors. We have a retinue of ghosts coming for both of us. The best thing we can do is feast and share wonderful blessings of the night of the pale 
you four have blessed me in ways that I didn't imagine. I thought you'd just come here with information, but you brought me a new plaything, and that is above and beyond what I've asked of you. But I, too, have gifts for the four of you, because I'm about to ask you to do me another little favor. Do you think you're up to it? Oh, may we be of greater service to you. Do you know that bitch that you met at Horace's party? The one who seemed stronger than the four of you, because I know she is. She's killed at least 28 Whispering Way members. That Jasmine Phoenix. You've met her. You know her. Mr. Turner. Why, I thought you'd never ask. Well, what I ask of you, I hope you take with great delight. Because on this, the Night of the Pale, I would ask that you add her souls to those that died this year. Kill her and make her an example of what happens when you oppose the Whispering Way. Can you do that for me? It would bring us great pleasure. And it would be bring me pleasure as well, which is why I've brought you gifts. Gifts to aid you. Gifts to strengthen you. I'll give you yours first, Mr. Turner. Please, open it. And you see a package wrapped in flesh. Ooh. Oh, that is metal. <laughs> nope, it's flesh. It across <laughs> the table. Uh, and that uh, Mr. Turner, I'm sure, with his knife, uh, makes a very delicate incision in the flesh package in order to open it. And he finds a belt within and also a wand. Ooh. Well, Mr. Turner, no offense, because I I hope to bring you to the side of the unliving soon, but you do look a bit sickly. Please, take this belt it will aid you in surviving. Take this wand. It'll aid the rest of you in surviving. You see, positive energy is not a thing we really care about in the whispering way, but but when we grab these trinkets off of opposers, we like to keep them because some of our members, unfortunately, are still among the living. And why not help them? And he hands you a belt of mighty constitution plus two. Awesome. And a wand of cure light wounds with 50 charges. Fantastic. Enjoy that, Dr. Vivian. I need you to be more precise. Did you see what I did with this woman's fingernails? Yes. I need you to be able to do that 
with the sleight of hand of a rogue. Please take this and enjoy. And he slides you another just like fleshy, bloody package. She'll open it up. And she receives a belt of incredible dexterity plus two. Ooh. So. Yes. From what I've heard, you can tear a man from limb from limb when you're angry. Is that true? Well, I'm starting to admit that I have a problem, but yes, (laughs) I can do that. I'm starting to admit that you have a solution. Oh, I like you. And he hands you a package. And Saul likely tears it apart. Oh, yeah. And receives a belt of giant strength, plus two. Oh, that is gorgeous. Nana Opal. Yes? Do you wish to acquire the knowledge to bring our leader back from the dead? Yes, yes. Tell me. Tell me more. I believe this may help you on your quest. And he produces a pristine headband, unwrapped, and places it on Nana Opal's forehead. It is a headband of vast intelligence, plus two. She is so enamored with the thought that that this guy is, like, thinking about her. her It also is keyed with knowledge religion, if that's important. So usually... I I don't have knowledge. Right. With a headband, it has a skill, like a, a, a... intelligence headband has a skill right and so you get a skill point per level in that skill that the headband is keyed with your character essentially has a plus six to knowledge religion and then plus your intelligence bonus you get a rank per level in whatever the intelligence headband is keyed to the skill that it's keyed to okay so With these gifts, I ask you to go forth. You have Jasmine Phoenix's address. You know where she lays her head. Go to her home and end her life and make sure that she comes back this night of the pale. Make sure that her ghost is a part of this year and not the next. Go now and end her and make her an example for those that would oppose the whispering way. And I need you to finish your drinks because we'll see you in five minutes. I knew it. 